0: Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony Richards, for this Sunday morning, and Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you every Sunday morning by F and M Bank at two hundred twenty one Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. And right now we have the athletic director for the Sumner County School Corporation is Mike Brown. Mike, good to see you.
1: Nice to be here. Thank you.
0: How you doing? Doing all right. Good. Well, you know, they're, uh, we're, we're here in the very first weeks of school, and uh, we can get into all that. I'm sure you're quite busy. I'm a little shocked you took the interview, actually, considering what's going on right now. But um, can you tell us a little bit about just you and your background and how you ended up uh, in this chair? I know you've you've done lots of different things.
1: I have done lots of different things. I actually, student taught years and years ago in Summer County at Hawkins when it was a junior high, and then I taught there for eight years, and then and then I went to Hendersonville High School as a teacher. 20 years in the classroom and coaching, and then I went into administration. And What did you coach? I coached basketball all 20 years. Oh, you did? At okay. the freshman level, B-team level, and then the varsity level at Hendersonville. And then I coached track for 13 years at Hawkins and Hendersonville. Combine, I did actually did both of them at the same time for a while, but I've Man. also also did two years as a volleyball coach. I did a couple of years for middle school football. Um, you see, once they find out, <laughs> right? so when you're young and and you're offered a job and it includes all of those things, you just say yes, whether you're actually can do it or not. But so, but I'm sure it was kind of fun to learn. I mean, it was learned about all kinds of sports. It was, and I really just I was really more interested in basketball than anything else, and. Um, uh, I had the fortunate opportunity to, to start as a freshman basketball coach at Hawkins when it was still a junior high, and then I moved up to the high school uh, as an assistant, and then I eventually was the head coach at Hendersonville for eight years at the varsity level for the boys. Um, did you play hoops? I mean, where
0: was the interest? Where no. did the interest come from? Or is well, just something you've always enjoyed? I
1: was little and and not very talented, but I always loved it, and uh, you know, always very active. And played some, but did, you know I wasn't you know like star player or everything. And I had some knee issues in high school. And mm-hmm. but as time went on, it just that I was a phys ed major and in in college and um, had a general science minor. So I taught some general science and some I taught physical science for quite a while mm-hmm. at the high school level, um, and and really enjoyed that. When I Actually, when I got out, I really missed the classroom more than I missed the coaching right off Really, yeah. And then I went to administration after that. And I was a assistant principal in Hendersonville for two and a half years and then took over at Knox Doss when it was at what is now the Merrill High Building mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the year when Mr. Newton retired. And then we moved out, and we were Knox Doss for six years, and then we became Station Camp Middle. There you so go. So I was there for 14 and a half years. Oh my! Okay. So, so when yeah. this job came open, uh, you know, I talked to Dr. Phillips, and I, you know, had the athletic background. I had some administration background, mm-hmm. so um, it was a good fit. And uh, and so. how long have you been in this year? This is my third year. Okay. This is my third year, and no one mm-hmm. had done this job before, so. I was going to you know, say yeah it, uh, that's big enough
0: now where you certainly uh, uh,
1: you know I couldn't screw it up to start with because nobody <laughs> could tell me that I you know was doing it wrong because nobody had done this before but I talked to uh, I talked <clears throat> to some of the district ADs in other counties uh, quite a bit and mm-hmm. um, and they kind of helped me with what I needed to be doing and what I wanted to be doing and and well, so your, the job's kind of progressed
0: your first entrance into an admin um, was, were you recruited was it something that you had thought about or
1: well when i got into administration when i got my plus 30 i finished up my administrative part of my degree um and, and got certified and it was a few years before i started thinking about that when i got out of coaching there just happened to be an opening uh, at hendersonville for an assistant principal i applied and it was one of those things if i get it i'm good if not no I'm harm, a teacher. No you know, yeah. i have my teaching i can always go back and coach some other sports or other things if mm-hmm. i need to but um
0: well how about that first year in administration
1: um, was it what you thought it um, was a huge learning curve um i worked for paul decker which was awesome um when because we had two new assistant principals and two veterans and we got to work with them uh quite a bit and so they really were very helpful and and kind of showing us the ropes and what we needed to be doing, and mm-hmm. and then um, an opening came in middle school, and I went to to Knox Dawson. The learning curve was very big there also, because <laughs> <laughs> I started out teaching seventh and eighth grade at the junior high, and so moving back to middle school with sixth, seventh, and eighth graders was not that huge of a jump for me. Okay. So that that middle... when you first
0: came on, were you teach those
1: those grades? Yes, or, yeah. I was teaching so seventh and eighth. you familiar with the. I was teaching 7th and 8th grade, and I was coaching freshman basketball, but I also coached some. the junior high track team was all three grades. I heard um, you. And then, so I had actually... for those went,
0: opposite seasons?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basketball was winter and track was yeah. spring, and I also yeah. did, I helped a little with football. I wasn't much helping football, but I helped <laughs> a little bit in football when I first started uh, with 7th and 8th grade in the fall. So I was coaching three sports, and teaching a variety of classes and it was interesting to start with but most most teachers will tell you about about their first year or two that it's the learning curve is pretty tall that yeah first year
0: well, they also say that you know six seventh eighth is always the toughest is that true or is that just a
1: well I mean,
0: I, you know you have you, to be politically correct i'm sure you have
1: but. to have a passion for middle schoolers uh, I've it's talked, just a
0: huge transition time for them. I've
1: talked to you know I'm in in my time as a middle school principal I hired a lot of I hired several teachers and some of them would come in and go oh well I just I have an elementary I have a K eight certification which they used to could get now it's K six but there would be K eight people and they I really want to teach you know first or second grade but you had a job open I'm like look give me a chance come to middle school just come to middle school and see if you like it and. Uh, there were you know there were several of them once they would be, have been with the middle schoolers for a while they would tell me I'll never go back so um, but middle school is a well, unique well they're all sort of unique i mean the first yes. ones
0: you know the the early kids are probably like herding cats you know the the middle school kids they're they're wanting to run out or yes. whatever, you know middle
1: schoolers like to run they like yeah. to touch each other yeah. um yeah.
0: but it's just this is kids growing up it's they're just, really
1: it, it is a transition time they're young when, you know, they're babies when they come in as sixth graders. And then, you know, the difference between an 11, oh, 12 but year old great and a when they 14 start, year old when they is they start huge.
0: listening and they start well, don't doing things the middle, on their own. And I don't know that like, middle schoolers do that. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe by the time they're 14, like you yeah, said. Yeah, when they yeah. grow up, you know, once but it they grow a, it up, it is a humongous. I have a 14 year old and just. Just from twelve to fourteen, he's like another person. It is. I'm like, who is this child? They're
1: very different people between from the time they enter as a sixth grader to the time they leave us as as eighth graders.
0: But as far as uh, coaching and athletics, it's actually a pretty fun time because they're kind of growing into their bodies. Yes. You know, sometimes they go through the. You know, my son was tripping all over his feet for uh, about a year or two. Kept breaking his toes and his right hands because he was falling all the time.
1: And the and the small. The smaller um, kids, when they try out, maybe in seventh grade, by the time they're sophomores in high school, they're not the small kids anymore. Sometimes right. they're the big kids, and the big kids sometimes, the, if they grow early... They, they s- sort of stop, yeah. They kind of stop, and yeah. they get passed by as far as their physical size, so it's an interesting time for them.
0: But I can see what you're saying, that you know once you do it, you either love it or or it's not something you ever want to do, <laughs> you know, Right, I suppose.
1: Right, middle school teachers are... Are you know? They're a unique group because dealing with thirteen-year-olds day in and day out is is a unique experience because it's never the same. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, when it comes to athletics, and you have all of these educators, um, what percent are? are involved in athletics or are interested in athletics or maybe there's enough that some are waiting. I mean, how, how does that work? Do you, do you have to go out and hustle or is, do they kind of come to you? I mean, I know it's kind of a broad question, but...
1: Mm. We really could use more coaches. Some of, you know, they're, some of the young coaches are not, they're not as plentiful as they used to be, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. I know of the what, commitment and it? hiring yes mm-hmm. um it, it is a large commitment and if you you know if you have a young family it's even it's even harder um makes sense and and so you know I I don't know how good a job we do as far as recruiting coaches just coaches um because when you're hiring as a principal you hire a teacher first
0: absolutely yeah
1: and then you, you I mean, know, you might get lucky. Oh, and you, then you, you, say, oh, you know, baseball. Or yes. What <laughs> else can you help us with? <laughs> You're a great English teacher. Can you, can you coach anything? Do you mm. do? Can you take a club? What, are, what are your other experiences outside? You know, well, and that's sometimes the thing you that you have people to venture into that. If
0: they would just remember how much educators do outside the classroom, let alone right. taking care of the stuff that's inside the classroom.
1: Right. And so that's that's the challenge with when you're hiring you've got to hire the good teacher
0: how does it work between you know i i think a lot of people think well you can't coach unless you're on staff and and you can't or you can't be an assistant or you can't have anything to do with it. or you can what are what are those rules are they flexible or is it is it kind of depending (laughs) on the
1: need and and... non-faculty coaches and we we have a number of them and we depend on them And they are volunteer positions. Well, they're volunteer, or if the program's, um, you know, the schools have the have it in their budget, they can they can pay those. Um, Well, nobody's getting
0: rich, I'm sure. No, we can put that up. No, they're not getting rich, that's
1: that's the other thing. But you
0: know, if it helps offset uh, some gas and some whatever.
1: But they, um, what has evolved in that program is that non faculty coaches, if they want to help with a ball team they have to go through the hr process Makes they sense. have to be background right right they have to go through the hr training they have to go t w s w a through the national federation has a couple of courses that they're required to take
0: oh, okay so this helps give you peace of mind
1: so they have to do those things and it's a little different than it used to be even 10 years ago if you wanted to volunteer you could come on and volunteer and you have to do those things. But the necessity has arisen over time that gotcha. the school system has to do its due, its due sure. diligence. Sure.
0: I tell you what, we're up against our first break. Sure. i to come back and talk a little bit more about this because this is very interesting. And for those who are either boosters or love your school your kids go there and you, you do have an interest in athletics, you know, um, you know. You never know. could always maybe use the help and maybe there's a position that you can help out with. We're going to come back and talk more with uh, Mike Brown the uh, athletic director of Sumner County Schools, right after these messages here on Sumner County Spotlight. Back here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by F&M Bank on Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Our guest this morning is Mike Brown, athletic director of Sumner County Schools. And Mike, we were talking about the non-faculty coaching. Yes. And... That it's not like it used to. You know, you just can't have, oh, uh, you know, he's my drinking buddy. He knows a lot about football. I think I'll have him help me. He can do the defense or special teams. Well, not really. Right. And that's got to give not only parents, but you, administration, coaches, a little bit more peace of mind. Is it a little more involved in hoops to jump through? But maybe that's a good thing.
1: There are more hoops to jump through, and some some people that want to help they don't necessarily have the time or the desire to do those things because mm-hmm. you have to go through the, <clears throat> the HR training, and you have to be background checked, and you have to do the uh, uh, TWSWA through National Federation training.
0: But if you if you're up against an athlete who you got a conflict with or something, it, I'm assuming this will help you guide you through. What do I need to do if this? Situation arises, or it's a parent, or it's a you know, who knows what.
1: Well, all of that kind of training is is hard too. And one of the things we that I've tried to do is to implement some level of coaching education, mm-hmm. which there really wasn't anything organized before I got here. And is we're, there such a thing as coaching education? We are trying. I mean, yeah. I had actually. You might be blazing the trail. <laughs> I actually did a, a, a session. I had twenty three people, um, and we just called it Coaches Academy. And it was basically um, Athletic Administration 101.
0: You know, that's really interesting because I don't, is there anything like that around the country? It's just... I'm sure
1: there is. I just know there wasn't a lot, there wasn't anything organized in this county because, like I say, nobody had yeah. been in this position that before. It seems
0: to be time very well spent,
1: though. So we had a few, and, and I'll do one more session like that in October to pick up anyone else. And it's really designed for new or young coaches. Mm-hmm non-faculty coaches or veteran coaches that just need you know some reminders about some policies and things and we covered um, all the financial procedures you know from you know if you get a kid gives you $10 what do you do with it from from beginning to end Um, and I know their ADs had already gone over it with them but still to have you know to see it one more time right and, and um, that kind of helps out their bookkeepers. And, you know, there are things that can get you in trouble in a hurry, and finances is one of them. Sure. The other thing we went over during that time was there there's a, a thing with National um, Athletic Administrators class, and it's 14 points of 14 duties. And is basically 14 points of legal liability. Yeah. And so we went over that. You have the legal responsibility to do these things in your job mm-hmm. and all, most of them are common sense but this particular list is all case law supported and so well and i'm assuming yeah. they need to
0: sort of sign something and say look i agree to to abide by these rules if i'm going to be associated with gallatin or with station camp or whatever. right i mean and, you know, and we're just... working
1: on that and then we also with the high school level started some um coaches plc's and uh, group coaches groups mm-hmm. and and kind of in conjunction with TWSWA has started their inside out coaching initiative and it kind of parallels what they're what they're doing with that and it talks about ethics and those kinds of things. Yeah. So we're trying to you know to it's very it's increase so our because, coaching education program. Yeah,
0: because coaching is so much more than just, you know, talking about how to lead off first or whatever. And right. if that's their strength, but they have no administrative uh, uh, skills or knowledge at all, you're going to be in a heap of trouble pretty quick, I would think. So it does help them navigate through some landmines, I would imagine.
1: Hopefully. And like I say, we're kind of in our infancy, and we have three or four levels, and and one of the things that that I presented to the athletic directors actually came from some conversations with a couple of coaches, particularly Coach Plummer at Hendersonville. We talked about a mentoring program. For coaches, and we're trying to we're kind of in the real infancy of that, but try to identify some coaches in Sumner County that are have some real strengths and and try to funnel some of the newer coaches or maybe a coach that needs some more information in a particular area to some of those folks. The same way that our instruction department mentors teachers, mm-hmm. um, we're kind of trying to start that process with coaches, and hopefully by the end of this school year, we'll actually. Be able to get you know get some of that done, and that's just another level of coaching education.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh I have a friend who was uh, in a different career and then was a non faculty coach, and ended up enjoying it so much they ended up becoming a teacher. Does that happen? I
1: mean, I don't know if that's really rare or it does. And some of those some of those folks have to be their first if their first career allows them to mm-hmm. go back to an entry level job, right? Whether it's teaching, or whether it's well, that would a,
0: be an expectation with anybody you know, who changes careers, really. You know, right? You, hey, it, you got to start at the beginning like the rest of
1: us. And so, if they can financially <laughs> go back from where they are to an entry level job, then you know, and we have several people that have done that. There are a lot. Of, there are several teachers that are, you know, teaching is a second career, mm-hmm. um, and and coaching is a part of is a part of that.
0: Okay, i put you on the spot with a couple of things. You may not know the answer, and that's okay. okay. Who is the Oldest? I shouldn't say oldest. Longest running coach you have in the school system right now? Who's coached a certain team the longest?
1: You know what? I don't know.
0: It's a toughie, I'm yeah. sure, because you probably got a couple hundred. I <laughs> I toughie. don't
1: know who's been.
0: I just wonder, you know, because you know, over the years, you're like, yeah. oh, they're still there.
1: We have some veteran. You coaches probably find out who it is there. when
0: they say they're going to be done. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just assumed you'd always be there. Yeah.
1: we have some coaches that have been around for a while and run very very good programs Mm
0: -hmm. how about um, in a typical school year how many newbies would you end up with would you say I
1: mean um, in the head coaching ranks probably not too many oh really okay Um, you'll have some I mean across the county the size of ours with eight high schools with multiple sports and twelve middle schools with multiple sports you know you're going to have some turnover Mm -hmm. Um, opportunities to be head coaches is not that big especially in some sports you know you got eight you got seven foot high school football head coaches you're not gonna have a lot of turnover in that position actually you know we've had some lately but yeah you know those things are are hard those Uh, those specific uh, jobs uh, white house and gallatin and And then last year coach beasley started at hendersonville right um so you know you get two or three but
0: so how does that work? Um, not to get off the beaten path too much, but uh, I'm assuming it's not just all you. I mean, it, it, do you work with the specific school, or is it all? Uh, do you ultimately hire um, on the bigger sports, maybe, or uh, are you responsible for all of them? Or how does that work?
1: I'm actually not responsible for hiring and firing, okay. which a lot of people don't understand. They right being, exactly. You know, if they are upset with a with a coach. They'll call me. And go, I want that coach fired. Well, right. Principal. The hiring and firing at the local school level is is the principal.
0: Because they have to work. Because I'm a teaching is sure. first, just like you yeah. said, right? But it, but I'm assuming on, you're the one who brings them lots of candidates and, well, helps, and helps out with that. Or it,
1: most of those most of those head coaching jobs, you know, those high profile jobs usually have a lot of candidates yeah. anyway. So, so you're so, sifting. You know, they're they're doing a lot of sifting and and if they ask for my help, then I will. You know, but if they don't, um, I stay out of that part of it. Right. because well, I, I've
0: been hearing, you know, uh, bits and pieces from the Gallatin opening just because of its um, history and reputation. Um, and the gentleman, I think, had gone there not, I, or had an association, I can't recall. But uh, that there were a ton of applicants for that.
1: Yes. Well, Gallatin's a high profile football program and right. always has been. And right. you're going to get a lot of applicants for that. And right. most of the. Schools will have a committee. They'll have three or four people in in on, you know, it'll be the principal, the AD, and, you know, some of the...
0: You know, it is interesting, the respect. And, again, I, I sort of am a sideline observer with a lot of this stuff, but you see schools like Hunters Lane, which obviously isn't within this district. But the the challenge they have to keep that program, they don't do very well, but the respect the other coaches have for that school to put a team together, Get them here, or or a Westmoreland or a smaller school, or something like that, um, it's really great to see. I can just tell you, just from observing the way the schools interact with each other, that they really, really do respect each other, and that's kind of a good thing.
1: The coaching ranks is really a small community, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's a funny community because you know on those game nights,
0: oh yeah,
1: you're. You know, you want to win. Absolutely.
0: But they and, also kind of look out for each other a little bit.
1: But when the game is over, most of the time what people don't understand is those coaches, they'll shake hands. Or, you know, when I was a basketball coach, we'd be in the back hall. And, you know, that's who you're having a conversation with. And is they're that playing coach that more and, often than,
0: you know. And,
1: we, you know, when I got out of coaching, one of the things I missed was that relationship with other coaches uh, more so than I did a lot of things. Right. And and kept in touch with some of them for a long time and
0: those are kind of the neat things yeah.
1: yes they are and everybody you know people outside of it look at you sometimes go oh well they're your rival you now, hate, why are you even talking to you them you hate them no I don't <laughs> we're actually friends we talk a lot yeah, we have to you know I had one coach that every Tuesday night and Friday night when I got home from a basketball game the phone would be ringing There's four cell phones and I'd pick I know who what, how'd y'all do tonight yes yeah, <laughs> and exactly. we would have a conversation right there so those are those are things that, that people that are not in coaching that may not realize they think oh well you know we don't like that coach because they were trying to beat well yeah they're trying to beat you well of course they are but when the game's over you know but there is a lot of the coaches do generally have a lot of respect for each other at those Mm -hmm. levels
0: well um i can only imagine you know this seems like such a daunting task i was thinking about it on the way here to to interview you i don't I'm just trying to figure out how you can get your arms around all of this because you you have to be super organized, I would think. I mean,
1: I've never been accused of being super organized. <laughs> well, you're in my is office. It just, and is the train it. moving and you're just hanging on? Is yeah. That kinda, yeah. Oh, is it
0: tennis season already? You know. <laughs> yes.
1: Sometimes you're like that, and when, you know. Well, the other day I was uh, I had a I was going to go out and visit some ball games opening week and. I got ready. Which you
0: kind of need to do because you need to be visible. We can't just sit in your office all right. Time, right?
1: I, and I try to be and, and get out to, to the different schools and different sports um, and yep. at least you know witness some of it. And um, but you know then I came in and I had my list and I checked. And I said I want to make sure one more time. I looked on there and went the team I wanted to see. Where I was going to start my night, they were on the road; they yeah. weren't at home. And I was like, "Okay, well, that I had to sit down and redid all my whole, you know, everything I was going to do that night." That happens. Um, so, yeah, there's a, you know, because I was trying to go to two or three different sports, you know, in a night.
0: How do you go about selecting a sport? I know lacrosse has gotten really large in the last few years, for example. Um, what what sports are maybe going on in schools here that people don't know about that there are?
1: I basically deal with TSSAA sanctioned sports that the schools do not all the schools do all the sports we have a couple of schools that don't don't have a wrestling team for example Um, so if they're outside TSSAA I don't deal directly with them so that's kind of how we cross is going to be sanctioned as of next year
0: right you can kind of tell
1: and so you know we'll you know that's always a challenge that's more coaches if you can even find
0: somebody to know how that works, I'd, well, I know. <laughs> you know, I'm with looking. you. I'd walk out and go, "Here's a net and a cage on your face." And you're but I, What do you
1: do? No. You're looking at non-faculty folks that might know, because there might sure. not be a lot of people that that have knowledge. And They can maybe that. help
0: the whole program, not just that school. Yeah.
1: And then you're looking at facilities, and it's more games and more administration and, and things like that. So, anyway, that's. But that's kind of where I'm limited in, you. in this particular job is to the TWWA sanctioned sports.
0: Okay. Well, we are talking with Mike Brown, the athletic director for Sumner County Schools, and we're going to come back with the program in just a little bit and talk some more. Uh, Sumner County Spotlight brought to you by F&M Bank in Hendersonville. We'll be right back. Back with Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning, I'm your host, Tony Richards, with our special guest today, Mike Brown, athletic director of Sumner County School Corporation. And, uh, Mike... um, you know you did this coaching academy thing and there's a lot to it um parents is one you know how they're dealing with a lot of things but you had said something in the break that you know they get to deal with these kids in a level that is so beyond the classroom
1: coaching coaches do have an influence on kids that an average teacher might not because they see them outside the classroom they see them in situations stressful even if it's artificially created in a ball game Mm -hmm. it's it's a stressful situation and and that's where kids learn to deal with with those kinds of adversities uh hard work discipline all of those kinds of things and it 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 affects school culture uh if you have you know disciplined athletes it Mm -hmm. carries over to the classroom and, and coaches can be very valuable in, in those realms because they...
0: Yeah, a parent can tell you something a hundred times and they'll ignore you. A coach tells you and all of a sudden you're paying attention. Oh, yes. I'm sure the parents are thrilled. You know?
1: Yes, coaches can tell them things that came right out of their parents' mouth and all of a sudden it's the gospel where before they didn't really listen. Right. you know and And coaches do have that influence. And it does affect your school culture.
0: Other things that affect the school culture just to create this sense of uh, unity. Um, and, you know, I would imagine a the theater department would tell you that or the band department would tell you that. And these are all important things. So tell me about the importance of athletics to the culture of, of any school.
1: I'm a big believer in extracurriculars. Not Athletics is not for everybody. You mentioned band and course, and we sure. have some great, great programs like that in this county. All those extracurriculars do the same thing. They give kids a chance to connect to school. And the more they're connected to school, the more they're involved in school and school activities, the better chance they have of making good grades and being successful in the classroom. And that's why we have athletics. That's why we have the marching band. That's why mm-hmm. we have the drama classes after school and all you know all of the clubs. It's, it's an effort to engage the kids in school.
0: You know, it's really interesting and you don't t- sometimes see it until later in life. Let's say you had a kid you taught, maybe you coached you know, now all of a sudden they're 30 32 years old and they're just rabidly uh, fans of whatever high school they went to and when you ask them, it's usually not I had the best math class <laughs> no. it's, I played tennis and it was just phenomenal and, and the band, or I was in band or I those are those things they recall that ties them to that school for life.
1: Those are the things they remember. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember the big football game. They're going to remember the school dance. They're going to remember their club activities. Usually, because that's where their friends, their lifetime, lifelong friendships come from.
0: So these extracurricular activities, on occasion, I'm assuming, with the real maybe academia mind parents, are like you know you're doing just too much of that stuff and get focused back on school. Um, it. It, it, it seems to be such a valuable tool all, all of these activities.
1: Even for a high academic student connection to school is still important. It's still I still believe in trying to have a well-rounded education for a student yeah. And all of these extracurriculars are choices. You might not be a football player you might want you might be musically inclined or you might be artistic. Mm-hmm. Um you might be interested in you know one of the co-curricular classes you know we have um you know deca and we have uh um the business clubs entrepreneurs and, and you have the ag you know FFA mm-hmm. and you have ROTC in some of our schools all of those things are efforts to get our kids Engaged, and you have a variety of those things because not every kid has the same interest.
0: Right, exactly. And boy, when you can tap into it, it's amazing sometimes the effect it has on their performance in class.
1: It does. It does. Now all of a sudden, I
0: want to keep my average up because I want to stay on this team or whatever. I'm assuming there's some academic standards you have.
1: It also gives them an adult at school Mm -hmm. that they get to know outside the classroom. And many of those kids, if they have issues outside of school, who do they turn to? Yeah, that's really they interesting. turn to the they turn to the adult at school that they're most comfortable with.
0: Is that part of your your coaches academy type thing? To you know, it's hard to believe sometimes you don't realize the impact you're having because you're just you. You're just. Going along, you know, um, like you said, the difference between seeing you as a teacher versus a coach, they're like, God, you're like a completely different person, or they assume you are. You may be exactly the same person, but, you know, is that? Yes, it's such a strong influence.
1: It, it is an influence. It's an influence, and we're not really in the coaches' academy that I was dealing with for this group, but the PLC mm-hmm. groups in each school, each high school, that, you know, that was one of the things that we tried mm-hmm. to emphasize that, you have a huge influence, whether you know it or not, you need to understand it. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a quote, I don't know if I am quoted it exactly, but it's, it's uh, the quote is, coaches have more influence over, uh, they have influence over a, while, a larger number of people than anyone else hmm. does, and it's, uh, that's not the quote, but it's along those lines, mm-hmm. and it was from Billy Graham. It's light. so
0: interesting because um, I had a boss. I was running one of his locations for him. And every time my boss came in, he would, you know, just we'd just be talking about ideas with different people or whatever. And, and then whatever plans we had would go out the window because they would drop whatever they were doing to do whatever he was talking about. And he's yeah. like, Tony, I was just thinking out loud. I wasn't saying go do it. And I right. said, you got to quit coming here. <laughs> you're just, trying, you know, and he's yeah. he said a very interesting thing, and I think this is maybe something to do, like you were talking about with influences. I, I, Tony, I don't know how to make myself smaller, <laughs> and that's that kind of impact you don't realize if you're an assistant coach or a non a, a, a non teaching coach. Hey, you're, they're looking and
1: they're listening, and they're watching. That's the one thing that I try to talk about with with all the coaches that I you know had the opportunity to talk to is they're listening to you and they're watching everything you do whether you want them to or not yeah. and they you know, we talked a lot about modeling behaviors and if you want your kids to act a certain way then you need to model it for them
0: exactly because they're also watching how you're interacting with somebody maybe who isn't getting along or not following the right. rules they're watching how he's being disciplined or right. she's being disciplined right. yeah
1: and coaches have a lot of rules and You know, we talk about you know everybody kind of laughs about Coach Saban because he has a rule for everything, and Mm -hmm. and, um, you know I I like listening to Coach Corbin because he's the same way. Mm -hmm. But he had they have their rules aren't necessarily football rules. They're rules for life. Yeah, agree. And that's what the good coaches that have long successful (laughs) careers—that's what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. They're not. The kids aren't going to remember, you know, proper blocking technique, but they're going to remember the the discipline and the and the rules of life that their coaches have taught them.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because, you know, it gets so much more in depth than you think. Oh, it's just throwing a bunch of games on a calendar and let's go. Let's go play. <clears throat> so speaking of that, um, how do you put all these things together does it just do you just throw darts on a wall or do you is is there systems that you've picked up that you just continue on and and these are the way these schedules are created how does how does all that work
1: well some of that is just throwing darts at the wall you just kind of you kind of throw it out there and see what sticks mm-hmm. um to start with and like I say a lot of this stuff the coaching education that i'm trying to do is is in its infancy um but you know i've had a lot of coaches tell me this is really good stuff. Cool, you know, and it just draws attention to things they're already doing.
0: Well, and I'm sure you. Hey, you know, the phone rings. Call me, and if there's something right. weird or it's not working, so, that's what you're here
1: for. You know, we're just trying to to bring the light with the coaches, their influence, and and that they have over their students. It's their just kids.
0: interesting that you think, okay, so you're you're here, and then you've got all these athletic directors at the different locations, and then you got the coaching. So you're almost too yes. too removed. Um, but I'm sure accessible. But uh, how do you get everybody at least on a similar page, if not the same
1: page? Well, that's hard because we have a pretty big county. You know, I
0: t- told so and so that. Well, he didn't tell me that. Well, you know, it just didn't make its way to you yet. Right, and it doesn't do any good if it's not working
1: down into the troop level. I I'm I'm just sorry. met with high school athletic directors yesterday and middle school today, and and one of the things was go back and take some, you know, take this information and get back to your coaches. And they, the athletic directors are really good here. Our high school athletic directors, in particular, are excellent about getting their information back <clears throat> to their, back to their coaches and their principals. They're kind of that leeway between right. their administration and their and their coaches. And, um, but it is hard because you do have literally hundreds of. People that are coaching different sports and at different levels in this county, so it is hard to get that information out.
0: So, when you're looking for an athletic director for a specific school, how what do you look for?
1: Well, like uh, again, the principal usually usually assigns (laughs) some Mm of them. It's just their assigned duty, Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them. But I'm sure
0: that's because they've observed that they can handle these kinds of. Tasks and they have
1: somebody. You have to have somebody as a principal when you get somebody. You have to have somebody you depend on. Mm-hmm. You can. You know they're going to get it done. Um, and usually they're detail people because there's a lot of eligibility and paperwork and forms and all those kinds of things that go with that with that job at the school level. So it's got to be somebody's pretty organized and on top of things. But it's got to be somebody that communicates well too. And that's what we talked with the middle school athletic directors today was. Your job is to communicate what we do in these meetings. Your your job is to communicate with your principal, number one, and with your coaches. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of that in between the administration and the, what you say, in the trenches and, and getting all the things that we need communicated to them. You know, it gives me a point of contact inside the school.
0: Are all those full time positions or are they teaching sometimes too? I'm
1: assuming. Some of them are teachers, some of them okay. are, are, are assistant principals. Um, okay. Uh, some of them are actually coaches. Okay. There are some schools that will have a, a an athletic director that serve, serves as an athletic director during the fall that actually coaches spring sports. And you. then there's whoever is athletic director for spring sports usually coaches a fall sport. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's just, you know, it, it, it's one coach that, that tries to head up all of those things.
0: How much um, communication or... Um Interaction do you have with the state? I mean, is that a, is that a pretty big deal, um, or are they just it, there to help? Or it
1: is. I mean, they set the rules and they set the standards for eligibility and and all those things. And and um, so I, I when you have a question, I call them and they're good about answering questions. And they don't always have the answer that I want to hear, but <laughs> right. the, but, but three and a half years in, at least but, you have somebody there probably that you can. Yes, yeah, they yeah they know us when we call now. That's so good. Um, but that's, you know, a lot of that stuff comes down to eligibility rules and things like that. And How
0: many people are district um, ADs like you?
1: Most, in, of, the larger, I mean, most of the larger counties Memphis. have them now. We were one of the last ones actually to have a, a district AD position. Okay. Some of them are like me and they're part-time. Some of them are full-time. Some of the full-time employees that do the athletic job also have other jobs. I, I within see. the central office, they might be in charge of a, of a, you know, another department or another job, and AD is is part of their job. So it it's a little different. So every county's kind of set up.
0: How know, about um, so you you sort of lay out a plan, let's say, and you know you've kind of got an idea of what you want to do. I'm assuming it's up to the individual schools to maybe execute things like, you know, getting your schedules out, getting your yes. particular websites updated, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes.
1: It's mo- sports, <clears throat> athletics are mostly school run. <clears throat> okay. School run. I I'm try to be a reference, you know.
0: Or if you see something that's missing or not. Done, right. And you can say, we talked hey, about.
1: You know, I go to games and people, you know, I always get teased. Hey, you got an easy job. All you do is go to ball games, you know. Which, with an athletic background, that's that's pretty good. You just, you know, you get the fun part. But it's me going to games. Number one, I observe. I get to see things, and if there's things that bother me, then I can bring them to the administrations. You know, I, I don't have to make a big deal. I can just go by and talk to the principal. And go, hey, look, you know, you might want to look at that. And and then the other thing is, I. If I stop at a school during a day and try to talk to a principal, it's probably not going to happen. They are too busy. Yeah. They have way too much to do. Huh. Even if I have an appointment, it's still. But you know that because
0: you've done that, so you. Can, yes, you can I know. It's what, like hey, I know what it looks three like. Three kids as a hanging on his shirt tail, and you want
1: to talk <laughs> to them, but they get the priority, and as they should. But if I go to a ball game, I can have conversations of 30, 40 minutes with a principal or an AD. Um, or maybe if it's in a, a
0: non stressful setting, maybe. Yeah,
1: and we, we can talk about a wide variety. So if they have issues that they can, sh- you know, that they need to share with me, or we have topics, or if I have something at their school or a general topic mm-hmm. that I need to bounce off. You know, and,
0: you must be a great note taker.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I do go home and uh, and I don't while I'm talking to them, but I'll like, go why home. You fire and,
0: up my uh, mic on my phone here real quick and record what we just said, or I'll forget by Monday.
1: <laughs> but I do, I, I do have to jot it down, or or if it's something I'm working on, you know, I use them as a. Sound. They can tell, talk to me about things that, of their concerns, but I also use them as a sounding board. Whether they know it or not, I'll ask them questions and get their input on stuff and kind of give me a direction of what where to go. So whether they know it or not, they're helping me, and hopefully I'm helping them and as a resource person.
0: Okay, well, we're up against another break here, and sure. why don't we talk a little football when we come back, okay. if that's okay, since so it's, it's upon us, and uh, we will have had our first Friday night game by the time this goes on the year. So um, we are uh, enjoying our chat with Mike Brown, the athletic director for Sumner County Schools, and we're here on Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be back with more of the program right after this. Back once again with Sumner County Spotlight, and uh, I almost said head coach. Might as well just call you coach. You've been a coach over the years. A lot of people probably still call you coach. They do. Uh, athletic director for Sumner County School, Mike Brown. And uh, Mike, uh, football is now underway officially. We're assuming everything went well, and hopefully there were not any big storms or anything that called anything off. Um, so, you know, that's a uh, football's huge down here, obviously. I'm a, a Hoosier, so. You know, we we use the round ball up there. It's all about basketball, and you can blame Bob Knight for that. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a big deal, and uh, but it's a, again, like we've talked earlier, it's a great way to and at the beginning of a school year to start to bring people together.
1: It is football. Is it's of course we're in the South. It is huge, and it is also one of those things that school culture is built around and you have your pep rallies and and you have what, what's the story on
0: those now they used to have them and then i think they stopped and now uh, i think in Sumner county we've
1: always had <clears throat> had pep rallies they seem um
0: you may seem they, like they're silly but they're really not they serve a purpose don't they, they
1: do serve a purpose and they it's a it's a point of excitement for students and i'm sure they don't mind getting out of class either to go and and cheer and and support their teams and it, you know, they'll introduce teams, not only their football teams, but they use those to introduce the teams from other sports. Mm-hmm. And, and those kids get a chance to get recognized also, which is great. Um, and it kind of gets them fired up and lets everybody know when the game, you know, who they're playing and what, when the game is and all that stuff. Like, and that helps.
0: So what happens in this office when, this, when the football season's approaching? I mean, I'm assuming you, you probably work on it all year long, but here we are.
1: Well, and my job, like I say, most of it's run at the school level um, if there are particular problems or whatever. A lot of the stuff with football and other fall sports would be I work as much with athletic trainers and making sure, like last week, incredibly hot mm-hmm. to make, you know, yeah. we, have, we have heat policies and our athletic trainers are equipped with um, wet bulb um, app, uh, equipment to test The amount of heat and humidity and all those things combined and they then text out to football coaches and other outdoor activities you know any restrictions Uh, and so I just kind of keep in contact with them and Mm -hmm. and they do a great job uh, what what about the big
0: ticket items um, that are capex things fields lighting stands Um, is that more dr. Phillips and capex discussions with the county Uh, but but I'm assuming you, you kind of have a pulse on what what's good, what needs maintenance, what's working. What is well,
1: good. again, that's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, when you deal with that facilities and that much money, of course, that's Dr. Phillips and, mm-hmm. and principals in, in their budgeting process. Um, I don't get too directly involved with a lot of facilities. I get a lot of facility questions. Right. But, it, you know, if if it's something that needs to be maintained, you know, that's kind of a maintenance department thing. Um uh, the coaches usually do a really good job because a lot of the maintenance, are just not necessarily maintenance, but care of their facilities comes down to your coaches. I mean, I'll refinish floors and swept floors and clean bleachers and all that when I was a basketball coach. And most of those guys do that. Your football coaches do a great job keeping care of their fields and their practice areas and things like that. But so as, far what else, as
0: what else do you do to get ready for these football seasons? That come I, you know what, <laughs> I don't
1: have a whole lot more responsibility getting ready for football than I do golf season or anything else. I field questions from coaches, but a lot of their their paperwork and everything is done at their local level, and they do their scheduling there. And um, what,
0: what about the folks that believe that the DADs, that they're the scheduling guys? <laughs> Uh, not not necessarily the kids. No,
1: I scheduled as a coach. I scheduled my my season within the parameters that I was given for for dates and number of games and in your district and um and then you know you go outside the district and get your you know your out your outside district or outside region games set up and most of that is is at the coaching level.
0: Yeah, because they have some relationships. Hey, sure. we want to take the kids over here this year. Right. I'm, What's your schedule look like? And,
1: we always tried when I was coaching basketball. After our district, when we went to region, we always played the region out of Clarksville. I mean, the district out of Clarksville. So I always tried to schedule one or two teams from that region because that's who you were going to meet. You needed some kind of baseline information on that <coughs> on that uh, district. So, you know, we always tried to, to schedule. You know, it's amazing
0: there. all this comes together. I mean, it's almost hard to fathom. That this all at the end of the day, they all have a certain amount of games. They all have a game. They all get They're it. They're all done. playing each other, and somebody's not just standing there with four bye weeks in a row. You know, right. And how, it, how does that even happen?
1: It all comes down to the coaches. It's amazing. They take care of their programs, and we've got, you know, we've got good coaches, and we've got good athletic directors and good principals, and the attention to detail at the school level is what really makes it really makes athletics go.
0: Well, you know, uh, Sumner County's had a, a very strong history of football. Um, and you've had quite a few success stories that leave here. Um, can you talk about maybe a few of the ones that you remember and uh, that, that went on to bigger and better things, either at college or in the pros?
1: Um, you know, we've got two or three that are you know, playing pro ball right now. Um, you know, Josh Malone came through, and, and Jalen's in, in the pros now. And there have been you know, several others that have gone through. And it's hard to get that far.
0: People don't realize it's, these. It's, some of these Wall of Fames have only a few people on them for a reason. Yeah, it's you know, so difficult.
1: You know, even going back as far, and I thought he was a phenomenal athlete, and he was in the pros for a while. But you know, uh, Dwayne Dotson, going back, you know, even into the to the late '80s there, and and so in Gallatin, obviously had some some kids. You know, when Coach Short was there, that, that went on, and but you know, across the county. You know those we put a lot of kids in the college ranks but to get to the pros is just you know it's God-given talent yeah. and, and there um, are
0: plenty that don't go to D ones that make it yes there really are yeah um, it's about you know getting the most out of your talents that you do have yeah. and, and that's what a lot of the coaches are for and um, as a coach because you coached a lot um, were you ever blindsided or surprised like I had no idea this kid could do this um, well, oh, they
1: surprised like? me all the time. You know, they would make plays, and I was just like, you know, I, just, I didn't see that coming. Or you, you think, okay, I'm going to put them in this position just hoping they make a play, and then they do, and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, they, they really can do that. I thought they had it in them, but now they know. They've got, they've got that capability, and, you know, I, I was fortunate to coach some good players.
0: Did you ever feel uh, a little bit of pressure to have them prepped for the next step?
1: In some respects, yes.
0: That wasn't, I'm assuming, the whole goal. But, but that
1: really wasn't, you know, <clears throat> our next step was who we played next. And the importance in in coaching high school, I think, is giving them the foundation. If they have the talent to move up, they need to have the fundamental background. They Because if they, if they can't conquer the fundamentals of the game, whatever game it is they're playing, mm-hmm. I don't care how talented they are, they're not going to move up. So they, you know, you just have to really stress those fundamentals day in and day out, and there are good coaches do that. And then, the you know, going to the next level talent's gonna gonna kind of separate that. And even going to the, even going to college level, you have to be at the right place at the right time. You have to be willing to go to whatever school offers, and some some you know players aren't. They know where they want to go to college, and and athletics may not be a part of it. That's okay. They may not want Sometimes to go. Sometimes they
0: get burned by the time, burned out by the time they get there. Well,
1: and some some of them, when they get to mm-hmm. to, you know, get through with their high school career, they're done. They're ready to move on to something else. Some of right. them want to continue playing, and
0: and that goes even with band, for example. Sure, I thought for sure, my daughter would play in the band at Notre Dame. She was in four years. She was all about it. By the time she was done, she was like, "Nope, I just want to go to school.
1: I just want to be a student." Yeah. Or I want to go to okay. a, I want to go to this particular school, and athletics is not in the yeah. in the cards for it's me okay. at that school. They're still figuring out who they are.
0: It's not like uh-huh. they leave high school knowing what they want to do. No, some don't. do. Some are amazing. Yes. By the way, and you're like, how you know that kid's been doing that since he was in the sixth grade. Yeah.
1: Some are very goal oriented, and they know it early.
0: It's it's probably very interesting to observe that as you um, yeah grow older.
1: Yes, and some of, and, and then you get some, and you know they get to be, they get a college degree, and they come out, and they still don't really know what I'm sure, what that I'm is gonna, to one of those, so. what that's going to look like, and that yeah. may change when they're twenty five. You're so.
0: Like, how did you know when you were thirteen?
1: I have no idea, but <laughs> I just knew.
0: Yep, you just do. Um, what is the best thing? Let's talk about coaching now, since you've okay. done a lot of that too. What's the best thing about coaching, or what's the worst?
1: Just your opinion. The best thing is watching kids develop seeing where they are when you first get them when i first started coaching i coached freshman ball by the time i felt like i got to the i was starting to get through what i wanted to get done the year was out Hmm. and they moved on to the high school when i got to high school and had had kids for two or three years in the program and i could see where they were when they came in and then where they were as seniors not only as players but as men Mm -hmm. you know the difference in you know their maturity and, and you know they weren't they were barely ready to be in high school when you first get them and when they graduate they're they're prepared to be a college student and beyond and so that development and watching that development is is great and having those relationships with some of those kids as they grow you know yeah. A lot of you know I haven't coached in twenty years, so the kids that I coach they're they're grown, right? And and you know to see them out in public and and talk to them and see that they've got successful careers and see their kids coming along and you know that's the reward. Yeah, when
0: I'm hearing about a kid named Michael Yostremsky, I'm like, um, and he's a grandson. Yeah. He's not the
1: son yeah. of
0: Carl Yostremsky. He's his grandson. I'm
1: like, right. I am old. Right, and you start getting that next generation. It's crazy, and, isn't it? And and but that's the you know that's the the real pleasure in it. Yeah, it's not the momentary win or loss. It's it's the long run.
0: That's why grandkids are so much fun.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what about the worst thing of coaching? Sometimes it's just the grind, because it's it's a hard life. I mean, it is because you're on you're, you know you always feel like your job's on the line. And um, it's time-consuming. And you know the decisions you make are going to have a lasting impact on that student.
0: And you wish you could just coach the game and not make sure everybody's there.
1: Schedules, uniforms, do you have your glove, do you have your simple things. You know, when we get through, is Mama going to be mad at me, or is the kid Mm -hmm. not going to be happy with me? Parents. Did he not perform as well as you wanted him to? and, and. you, know, you pitched
0: him too long. You didn't throw him. You didn't throw him at all.
1: So. And and some of those are game things, and some of them are life things. You know, you know, are you doing what you need to for your kids? And that always bothered me the most. I would think, just
0: cutting somebody that is a good kid it's, would be a killer thing to have to do.
1: That is the worst day of coaching. Is, I would think. I mean, I'm just team. guessing.
0: I haven't done a lot of that. I've coached a little bit, but.
1: That was the hardest thing about coaching basketball. The difference in that and coaching track is that you, you know I had seventeen events. I could handle a lot of kids, yeah. and, and we could find them awesome success. And you know, you tell them, you know, the stopwatch doesn't lie. So you know, you could have a kid that just barely, you know, you weren't sure where they even needed to be out there, and then they improve their time every time, and they work hard. You see success with that kid, and you see confidence coming in with that kid. That in another type of sport where you're limited in how many students you can deal with at one time, like basketball, you say I can keep five of them reasonably happy, but only one of them really happy, right? Because there's only one ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, but in you know in in sports like track, where it's so individual, and you can handle so many more kids, and you can see kids develop that might not get an opportunity to develop in other sports. Cutting a team Mm -hmm. is. Is excruciating. Yeah, because I I don't know that I ever made a cut that I didn't miss something somewhere.
0: It hurts the kid, it hurts you as much as the kids.
1: Yes, and I I hated it.
0: Yeah. Well, we're talking with the uh, athletic director for Sumner County Schools, uh, Mike Brown, and uh, we're up against our last segment. So, Mike, we'll come back and talk just a little bit about the future of. Sumner County Sports and uh, you know we got a new high school getting ready to come in and all the things that go along with that so we're going to come right back and have our last segment with Sumner County Spotlight right after this message. Back uh, with Sumner County Spotlight uh, brought to you by F&M Bank on Indian Lake Boulevard in our final segment this morning and we appreciate the time Mike I know you went a little long we appreciate it Um, and especially after coming out of two hour speech you're probably about ready to be done for the day. Um, we're with Mike Brown, the Athletic Director of Sumner County Schools. And, Mike, uh, what's, what's in store for, you know, not only 2019 just with the school season that's here, but, uh, but for Sumner County Athletics uh, in the long term?
1: Well, I, I really want to see not only Sumner County, but our public schools particularly to, to highlight Athletics. Uh, Public school athletics and the value that it has I think we we combat a lot of things from outside Um, and You know if I had one message it would just be the value of extracurricular activities in schools And I
0: think you pointed out earlier. That's not just athletics
1: No, it's not just athletics isn't just one part and I guess I'm maybe old school or a purist or whatever you however You want to term that but I, I think all of those activities are important Mainly to give kids a chance to uh, another way to connect with school, and the basic job of school is education, and if we can get them connected with school, then and and doing things outside maybe the classroom, they will do better in the classroom. It gives them a reason to be better in the classroom. gives them a, a chance some to of them, connect I, with an adult.
0: I, I'm assuming for some of them it may be the reason they still come. Maybe everything's falling apart because, like you said, they're going through a lot. They're going through their physical changes, and they're going through who knows what at home or with friends or at school. And if they love singing in the choir, maybe that's the only thing that gets them back into class. And then maybe you can make things better from that point.
1: Right. A point of contact for them, give them something they want to do, something they enjoy, and... And like I say, it just gives them contact with other people of like interests and, you know, they can get some good influences. So that's that's the reason for all of the extracurriculars. And that obviously athletics is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. But it's, from the principal side, it's not the only thing. Right? You know, you've got clubs and you've got the music and the fine arts and you've got the athletics and you have all those things that are included in that, which that makes a, a complete student. It makes a, a, a healthy school.
0: What about uh, with the growth in the school and its Liberty, make sure I get this right, what's the name of the it's new Liberty school? Liberty Creek. Liberty Creek. Um, coming on board. What's it like onboarding a new school as far as athletics go and, uh, you know, rivalries, unexpected rivalries, those kind of <laughs> things, you know?
1: Uh, a new school always presents some challenges. Um, you're taking it's one
0: less away game you could play, maybe that's uh, outside the county, right? But
1: then, day. you know, you're take, you'll be taking students from you know two or three different high schools.
0: I forgot and, about that part. Yep, and, you know, got to got to seed it with something. The rezoning
1: <laughs> part is always uh, a challenge at best.
0: Maybe we should just leave that up to Dr. Phillips. <laughs> yes, that's I'm not gonna get into <laughs> yeah, rezoning. I'm well, just you saying just tell that, me what do you need and I'll yeah, help get it. I, right? <laughs> I just
1: it's just it, it's anytime you rezone for whatever reason, but in this case it would be, you know, for a new school, a new facility, it's it's always a challenge.
0: Well, we've talked to Dr. Phillips on this program, and we've talked to Anthony Holt. I mean, uh, I can tell the folks listening one thing, they're not just willy-nilly doing this. A heck of a lot of thought um, and input from the public goes into these decisions, and uh, and there are good people in this administration with good hearts, and they're they're trying to do the right thing. It's not us versus them. I, right. I can you know not that my word carries any weight, but I've seen it.
1: Right, and it rezoning. i mean, I'm, at Station Camp Middle. We were part of rezoning a couple of times, and yeah. it's not just.
0: I still, I still hear some of that. You know, here we are, how many years later, yes. you still hear a little bit of, oh well, you know, they did this to us. And yes, they well, did. They that's did what this we're going to do it, it again, and, right? <laughs> and,
1: and you know, some of it is necessity, and 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 most of it is growth. You know, where I was principal, we were in growth mode most of the time because we were right in that hub of where a lot of new housing was coming in. So and we you were, were getting there right at the start of that, and we were getting, you know increasing numbers of students every time we open the doors and so you know at some point you have to rezone and and, and readjust depending on where the growth is and i mean that's just kind of a fact what
0: what uh, having done this a long time what are some of the rivalries what are the big rivalries what are, what are the unexpected rivalries that may have happened that nobody saw coming
1: Oh, Any thoughts on that as we well, lighten things up a bit here? Having, having you know, coached Hendersonville, Hendersonville Beach was always a big rivalry. Before Beach opened, the Hendersonville Gallatin right. was all you know, for Hendersonville folks, playing Gallatin was always you know a huge deal. And, and uh, you know, now you've got station. It's funny,
0: it's sometimes a bigger deal for one school than the other. They think it's still a rivalry in the other yeah. schools. No, we've moved past that. <laughs> We're well, on to
1: somebody new. You know, then you built station camp right in the middle between the three of them and so mm-hmm. that right there automatically you have some rivalries because you, you know station camps uh, school zone touches all three of those and, mm-hmm. and you you drew kids from all three of those schools into station camp, so you got some natural you know you got some natural rivalries there and one of the big rivalries in this county is, is uh, Portland White House yeah um, if you've ever been to a Portland White House football game you get that you get that feel you know that it's a big game you know, that it's a big game for them and and so, you know, anything in county, it, you get that rivalry feel, you get that intensity. Um, and then, of course, you have some that are district, you know, within your district. I know, um, you know, like in 9AAA, you know, you, we play the Wilson County Schools, so we have some rivalries there. Yeah. We have some history with them, too. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But those are the fun games.
0: Right, yeah. Those and, are the fun. That's what everybody you know, the looks further you to. have to walk to get to the game where you park, you know it's a big one. Yeah, you know it's right? a big. Or game. if you're standing along the track watching, yep, everything's full.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's always a good sign. I went to some, you know a lot of football games last year, and I tried to go to where two county schools were playing each other, and I don't think I ever I don't think I went to a game last year where the, both sides of the stands weren't full. Right, exactly. It's and a that's, healthy that's it's a cool. healthy healthy environment here in Sumner County.
0: Any uh, last minute thoughts on the the future of Sumner County uh, athletics? and
1: know, um, there's I know football season's getting ready to start up, and and everybody's excited about that. But you know, we had uh, I, I think the best thing I can say is go find some of these other sports. You know, we had a girls' state champion uh, golf team last year. We we had uh, you know a girls' soccer champion last year. Mm-hmm. We had you know we, we've had teams in in the state champion uh realm the state tournaments and stuff in a lot of different sports um go see so if some you're of a, the, if
0: you're a kid that's interested and you've been shy don't be afraid to no go to ask
1: questions go get you know go watch some of these other sports because <clears throat> we have some fabulous athletes in other sports too but of course football is is on the front burner right now We're sure ready to fire it up and it's a big deal in our community. You know, and maybe you're a grad
0: from whether it's 2000 or ninety ninety four or whatever, and you haven't been to a game in a while. It would be great to, to go reconnect with them. Yes. So, Mike, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. All right,
0: Mike Brown, the Athletic Director for Sumner County Schools, was our guest today on Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. We appreciate his time, and we appreciate you guys spending your time with us. And we also want to thank F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, in Hendersonville for being our sponsor of the program and we will talk to you again next week